Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about everyone's favorite topic, student loans. <laughs> we get so many people asking about this, this topic. Yeah, so we get it, right? This is the big monkey on a lot of your guys' back. And so we're going to have a high-level conversation today around mindset, should you or should you not pay off your loans? And then if you should, how like different structures and how to look at how to pay it off. So it's going to be very high level. Um, if you have specific questions, you know, there's always specific to you in terms of which one you should do. And this is why we can't say everyone should do X because we don't know. Yeah. Our, our goal here is to give you a little bit of a decision tree, but at the same time, you should absolutely make sure that you're consulting a financial professional to talk through your specific circumstances and situation. So let's, let's dive right in here, Alex. So the first thing that we're getting when it comes to uh, student loans, right? So there's this thought, hope might be a better word around possibly the student loan forgiveness actually coming true. Sure. And like, we should treat it as though it doesn't exist until it does. Um, I mean, at the same time, like this is going to be part of the decision tree of like, okay, well, do you have all federal loans that are going to be subject to this forgiveness? Do you have private loans? Like what's the mix and like, how much do you have of each? Yeah, I mean, you're getting into the analytics there, and there, that's definitely a place to start. I'm going to back out a little bit and just bring up mindset. And I think this is a, uh, this either gets you to take action or has you not take action. What I mean by that is if you're, if you're hoping that the student loans get forgiven, and so you're like, you know what, I'm just going to either not pay because I don't have to right now, or I'm going to pay the bare minimum, um, hoping that they get forgiven. What is your mind really thinking about student loans, right? Do you still have the stress of the student loans? And oftentimes I think you do because it's not a given. Like, it's not like, oh, I know in X amount of years, these are gone. Right. Yeah. There are some programs out there where like there is already an existence of student loan forgiveness. Now you have to jump through a whole host of different hoops um, and there are some companies out there that can make sure and monitor uh, for a relatively reasonable price that you will definitively be able to jump through those hoops. And so some of those types of programs and, and thought processes make a lot of sense for the right circumstance. But again, so much of it is like what Ryan was talking about is mindset. And we need to make sure that we've got a definitive plan that we know is rock solid that we can rely upon so that at X day or X time, our student loans are going to be taken care of. Um, and like this also means that we don't necessarily want to throw all of our extra dollars at student loans either. So it has to be a measured approach towards it. It has to be like our mindset has to be proper, both in making sure that there is an end point that we are paying it off, but at the same time, we're not doing it to the detriment of everything else in our financial life. I mean, really you've got, right. If you're, if you're comparing like student loan forgiveness or the hope of having it versus paying it currently paying the student loans, 
here's your two choices, right? The hope you don't do anything and maybe you have a lot, a little bit more stress or maybe a lot more stress and maybe it gets forgiven and maybe it doesn't. The other option is you take action, you formulate a plan and you eventually get the loans paid off and maybe midway through the loan actually get forgiven. But how much more financially or secure are you because you started to take action? And I think that's the key ingredient here is taking action solves a lot of the other issues and finances because most people you're kind of burying your head in the sand hoping it goes away when it's it's amazing how much stress and strain like you and i have personally witnessed folks that have like gone from being just absolutely frazzled with this stuff to once there was a plan in place that weight was lifted off their shoulders and it became just night and day different in terms of their the thought processes, the the daily stress, because while it wasn't paid off, it was like, oh, I'm not going to live with this forever. I'm not throwing every single, single thing I have at this with no help or no hope of, of getting out of debt or not knowing when I'm going to get out of debt. It became a known. And once it became a known, it was like, oh, okay, I can deal with this. 100%. So that's our thoughts around the student loan forgiveness aspect of it. Now it's a question of, okay, should you be paying it off? And Alex started to allude to this earlier where, you know, look at your financial picture currently. If you don't have any amount of savings right now, does it make sense to give more money to the loan, the bank or, you know, whoever loaned it to you when you haven't set yourself up personally to be more secure if the oh crap or even the opportunity lands in your lap. Yeah. I mean, just making sure that we've got flexibility and the ability to adjust or modify based on what is going to occur in the future. Like one of the things that, that, that we have seen occur over the last couple of years is a lot of people understand much better now that flexibility and the ability to pivot and deal with unforeseen, unexpected circumstances is critically important. Um, and so having that emergency reserve becomes a critical component of that where there's little to no rate of return on having dollars sit in savings, but it's the it's the peace of mind. It's the flexibility. It's the, the, the mental thought processes and the lack of stress that that exists, that the existence of that creates that make a world of difference. Well, and going back to the taking an action place. So let's just say you're in that spot where you don't have savings. If you started to save money and all of a sudden you had three months of expenses sitting in a savings account, right? You're feeling better and better and better about yourself. Mm -hmm. So then maybe at some point it does make sense to start doing something different with the student loans, right? You're just all that snowball is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's the key ingredient here. Whereas the other way, if you just started saying, screw it, I'm just going to start overpaying them on, on my student loans, and you don't have that savings account, while they, it's probably going to feel good for that, that loan amount to fall, the caveat to that is what happens if you needed or wanted access to more money that you've already given it away? Yeah. Um, 
totally agree with that concept. Um, and, and like, really it's so much of it is just trying to figure out like, okay, what is the proper way to do this? And the other thing that, that we need to make sure that we address is like all the financial planning rules that we've talked about here in the past. We need to make sure that we're protecting our income because if our, if we pay extra on our student loans, but we don't have income protection and our income goes away, well, then our ability to pay those student loans just evaporated. And so it's more important to make sure that we're protecting our cash flow than it is to chip away at those student loans. And so like, again, we're, we're talking about it from a standpoint of like, build up your emergency reserve, make sure you're protecting your income. Like these are the kind of the basic tenants that we talk about in financial planning. Um, and that, uh, like this is, these are the steps that you need to make sure that you're, you're taking. Um, and above and beyond that, after you've got your income protected, after you've got your emergency reserve built up, uh, it's making sure that you're saving the correct amount. Now we can decide where that savings is going, whether that should go towards, uh, some sort of investment or whether uh, it makes more sense to go ahead and, and chuck that towards the debt. Um, and then like, there's also the, the question of, okay, what do we need to restructure this at some point? And what does that look like? Yeah. So now looking at the student loan interest rates, right? So step number one, once you're looking at the, if you have an emergency reserve set up and you're like, okay, that's set up. Now, should I be sending um, money, extra money to the student loans, right? Where should my money be going? Right. And, and that snowball effect that I'm talking about here that I mentioned earlier is the snowball of your confidence getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. And so when you're looking at your interest rates of your student loans, maybe they were sitting at 6%, right? Well, interest rates are a lot lower right now. So it might make sense to refinance and bring that interest rate down and bring down the loan, the, uh, the monthly payment. And now you can do several things, right? You can actually maybe overpay on the student loan a little bit and bring it down a little bit faster. And then secondly, you could still save money in another bucket, like Alex just mentioned, maybe an investment account. To take that one step further, if if you let's just say your six percent interest rate you refinanced and went down to three, that's awesome. That's amazing. And then it's like, okay, should you overpay on it? Okay, you've got a three percent interest rate. The 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 look the analytics and determining where that money should be going is the question you should be asking yourself. Okay, if I put the money towards the student loan at three percent the extra money that is, could I put that money elsewhere and beat 3%? Yeah, the, the analytics on that decision choice just changed. At 6%, we're much more likely to want to, to pay down that debt, whereas at 3%, we're much less likely to want to pay down that debt. Um, and that's not necessarily saying that, like again, debt is a tool. It's not inherently good or bad. It's making sure that, A, we've got a plan, and that B, we're then being as efficient with that plan as possible, making sure that we're adhering to the, the rules. Um, again, just kind of a quick recap of like, okay, first, protect your income. Second, make sure you've got an emergency reserve. Third, make sure that you're saving the proper amount. And then fourth, okay, where are we putting that amount? What What is the most efficient, effective place to put it? Is it paying down the debt? If it's 3%, probably not. If it's 18%, 
almost certainly. And so now it's so much of this just depends upon your individual circumstances. Um, and when, when we're talking about the possibility of restructuring debt, that doesn't have to be an all or nothing endeavor. We can go ahead and restructure it so that like we're doing part of it. Or oftentimes we'll, we'll see folks with that have three, four, five, six different student loans. It's like, okay, well, it makes sense to do these three. It doesn't make sense to touch those four or whatever the case may be. And so like, let's restructure just the ones that make sense to. Um, this can also, you know, dovetail back into the conversation around student loan forgiveness. So, I mean, so much of it depends on what the rest of your finances look like and what the interest rates and cash flow look like in your unique situation. Yeah. So as I, as we're recapping here, right? Like the, the key ingredient is, is obviously everyone has an, at their own individual situation, but what we're suggesting you do is have a plan actually sit down and think about what that plan is because that's what gets the ball rolling and actually take action on that plan. That's when the stress starts to go away. And the things you should be looking at when you're designing that plan is, do you have the emergency fund? Is your income protected? What's the interest rate that you have on the student loans? Does your money, extra money make sense to go towards that interest rate? Like that's really where you should be looking at it, right? Having a student loan isn't a bad thing. Right. Contrary to popular belief, because I know a lot of other people out there are saying debt needs to get paid off right away. And th there is like, we're looking at this strict, strictly as a numbers approach. We understand the emotional approach. Like sometimes it does make sense to actually overpay on the debt strictly because for you personally, the, the, the debt being there is so stressful that the numbers don't matter. And yeah. that's fine. We get that. Like, we're, you know, I'm, I probably don't come across as the most emotional person out there. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is I'm, my wife definitely is more emotional than me. And we have conversations and sometimes it's like, you know what, I know it makes more sense to put my money somewhere else, but I'd rather have my wife be less stressful. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's... so we'll do a different plan, but, and this is the, the, but that I am going to put in there. If you don't have the emergency fund, you need to have that. I, I would add the income protection to that as well, because if you don't have that and something occurs, your ability to, to continue to pay down that debt just evaporated. And this plan is ever moving. I think a lot of people like you have a plan, by the way, it's going to change. I should just let you know right away because your <laughs> income is going to change, right? As your income goes up, that might change where dollars are going. Not might, it will. Like, well, I say might because a lot of people aren't looking at it from that standpoint. They 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 think yeah. it's like a set it and forget it type of thing, forgetting that their income changes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, what the when we're talking about just retirement planning, one aspect of financial planning. Uh, you and I kind of what we stopped counting it somewhere in the mid fifties of like different variables that are going to affect like what that looks like. And so like, that's just one aspect. If we then start adding in like the accumulation phase and family and business and all of the other things that are going to change and be modified, like there's no way that this should be a static plan that we just set and forget. We have to make sure that we're coming back and monitoring this. And 
like the only thing that's certain about the future is change. Like your life is going to change. The marketplace is going to change. The economy is going to change. And the options that are out there in the marketplace are going to change. 100%. Takes us, Mr. Collins, to the question of the day. Uh, Our question today is, do you have the savings to be able to overpay your student loans? So head over to holistic-finance.com and there's a spot for you to answer that question. Uh, If you have any questions around you specifically, feel free to reach out to us um, at qfpteam at quantifiedwa.com. That will also be on that website, by the way. If you got any value out of this, right? Like if this had some aha moments for you, share it with the other people that you know, right? If you had some aha moments, I'm guessing there might be some other people. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to have you think differently about your money so that you can build the practice that you want. So as always, we hope this one was valuable for you. And Mr. Collins, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a financial representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 1531912, CA Insurance License Number 0K24924, Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License, number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2022-132998. Expiration January 2024.